the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about how to make your kid a star and stay sane doing it. My guest is Susie Maines. She's the co-owner of Trilogy Talent, which is a management company. She's an expert, the go-to expert on child stars in young Hollywood, and she's going to take you behind the scenes. I'm sure many people, most of us, have wondered about how kids get discovered and wind up on the silver screen. I'm sure you've seen uh, kids on uh, in a movie or on television and wondered, huh, I wonder how that kid got, you know, how lucky. <laughs> how, how did they get to be in that spot? And if you're a parent, you've probably wondered, hmm, how could I get my kid to be in that role? And what about what happens to kids when they come here? Where do they come from? And how does Hollywood mess with their heads? Well, we're going to be talking about all of that and more with my guest, Susie Maines. Welcome to the show. Hi, Carol. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. It's great to have you. Susie is on uh, other shows as well, TV and, and radio and print, like The Hollywood Reporter and Daily Variety. She's been on Dr. Phil, but, but hey, <laughs> now you've really made it. <laughs> Dr. Phil, you know, can't hold a candle. Well, let's talk about you have... have um, been the manager of really some top uh, talent. I guess a current example would be Laura Kessling, who was the little girl in Disney's Bedtime Stories, but also people like Toby, Toby McGuire from Spider-Man, Brian Austin Green from Beverly Hills 90210, Catherine McPhee from American Idol, and on and on. Um, why don't we start with how it is that you find your clients, and how do you recognize talent? How is it when you see somebody in a drugstore or on the street or wherever it is that you go to find talent that you can tell that somebody is going to be a future star? Well, you know, um, that's a great question, and that's where I feel that I have my talent because I think my talent is encouraging the talent in others. And for me, um, I think that I just have been born with the eye, and I can just look at a kid. I can see a kid in a mall. I can see a kid walking down the street, and sometimes I see maybe, um, I'll see maybe 500 kids in a day, one at a time, and I get this feeling inside of me, and my it's, it's like a star meter in my soul, and I'm like, oh, my God, that kid's going to be a big star. So um, it, it's, it's, um, there's factors that you kind of look for that, that, that work into it, but I think in my gut, I just have that, that instinct. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm able to tell it. And I've, I found many stars just walking down the street or sitting on the beach, or, um, and, and you just can tell that they have sort of that X factor, that thing. 
Well, you know, I'm sure certainly with your track record and, and all of your experience, it is, you know, a gut that now it's, you know, sort of a gut reaction that you can tell. But what, if you, and I know it's because of that, um, kind of like as a psychiatrist, I get intuitive things about why people, you know, what diagnoses people have or what kind of background they have and so on. And it's sometimes hard to break it down to explain to somebody else what goes into that, into that gut feeling. But um, what would you, if we could try to do that, would you, let, let's start with looks. Um, it's not yeah. always about who's the prettiest or most handsome kid. No, it isn't. And I'll tell you, in terms of looks, there are certain things that we look for. For example, smaller is better. So, for example, Laura Kiesling, who is the little girl in Bedtime Stories, she's almost nine years old, and she's very, very tiny. She's about the size of a five-year-old. So California has labor laws, and so um, a six-year-old can work longer than a five-year-old or a four-year-old, so it's behooves them to hire a legal six, because time is money, to play four or five. So in the case of Laura, who's almost nine years old, to to have that legal nine on her side, and then she can go and play six or seven or eight, then they save money, and she has the emotional maturity to work longer and to understand what a director is asking her to do. So there are those physical things, um, which is, so say, for example, you go into a room and you've got this, you know, say you're a mom out there listening and you've got a six-year-old, but she's the biggest six-year-old in her class. Now you want to put her in show business, so she goes out on auditions for commercials or for um, a feature film or for a television series, and now she's in the room with the, all these other kids who are six but look four. Mm. Now she's six and she looks eight or nine, so she doesn't appear as intelligent for one, and second of all, she has to play older, but she doesn't have that legal age where she can play the age she looks. So therefore, she has to play six, seven, but she's huge. Uh-huh. So so there are certain things that you have to say, well, maybe those kids, until they grow into their height, should maybe um, look at doing, you know, theater in their school or in their community theater, that kind of a thing. So um, that's that's one thing. In terms of looks, no, they don't always have to be the most beautiful kids. But they have to have, there are certain looks that, that, that you go, oh, my God, what a look. Like the, the classic All-American with red hair with freckles or just, I'll tell you something, sometimes the look is driven by the confidence. You know, when, when a kid is, um, is, is really confident and they know who they are and they own who they are, then um, it's something that's uh, it's like a magnet. People are, are just really attracted to that in kids in the same way that they are to adults. Hmm. Um, but I don't think, it, it, again, um, you can own who you are and you don't have to be like, you know, you don't have to pop not to be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I mean, Toby McGuire, when I first met him, and he read for me, and he was very, um, you know, he owned what he was saying, and it was very powerful, but he wasn't big and over the top with it. He was, um, you know, he just owned what it was and was very powerful, but it was it was a quiet, powerful, you know, energy, the same way that he has now. He's not going to be out there and, and, and be, you know, that big mm. energy personality. So it's really... I, I love 
it when, when people just own who they are. And I think when kids are encouraged to be um, uh, independent thinkers and they're encouraged that their opinion matters, and um, I think that all of that tempered with being smart enough to know, you know, how to take direction um, and to continue to learn um, is all, you know, it all makes them sort of a complete package. And, well, is there anything like, um, does Hollywood go into trends like for kids like where, you know, blonde is, is in or, or dark hair is in or blue eye, you know, is there anything like specifically with certain features or it's very, very, um, or, or unique is in? Um, yes, they actually do go into trends. Um, it used to be, I'll go into the ethnic group. For example, with African Americans, it used to be that if we had, you know, one of these really beautiful mulatto kids, we couldn't sell them as easily because they wanted that really black, black to really, you know, represent the African American. But now, because we're such a melting pot and so we have multi-ethnic families, um, you know, everywhere, then people are interested in seeing those multi-ethnic kids. And sometimes they match them with, you know, moms and dads that don't necessarily even, you know, look like them. Because now in our world, we're starting to embrace that as well. So that is, is definitely a trend. Um, and I think um, we are leaning into an age where very real kids are working um um, almost as much as the really, really pretty kids. I mean, the really, really pretty kids, they always have a place. They definitely do. But the quirky, offbeat kids, um, you know, really have a niche as well. They definitely do. Um, and um, if you look at, you know, some of the, the kids' networks, um, they really don't have as many, you know, you know, they have some hero kids, but just as many of them are quirky and, and, and interesting looking. So, um I think um, I think that uh, both types can work. You know, if you have something that's really specific, you know, like a really chubby kid, um, you know, then you know they're the, they may get lucky enough to land a series or a feature film, but they they don't have as many opportunities as as a kid would be that's not as specific. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Now you mentioned um, Laura Kessling. Did she, how did you? How did you wind up representing her? Did, did she come well, in for an audition, or did you discover her on a street corner? Well, she was standing on a street corner by herself, and she had a sign that said, I want to be an actress. Are you? Okay. Come on. <laughs> no. I, no, actually, I found her in Arizona at a <laughs> modeling and acting school. I got you, didn't I, Kay? Yes, you did. I was thinking, hey, now there's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll work for food. <laughs> you found her in an acting school in Arizona? Isn't that funny? Wouldn't it be great if after the show we saw these little kids popping up in Hollywood? I yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, yes, I found her in an acting school in um, Arizona. And, um, you know, her mom is a professional. Her mom's uh, a professional golfer, so, you know, she encouraged her daughter to have that same work ethic, you know, that you, if you want to do something, it takes hard work and, and it takes focus. And so, you know, Laura really wanted to do it. I mean, she really um, she really had that desire to 
to act, and she he had the natural instincts. But what Laura wanted to do, you know, her her way of, of voicing that is she wanted to do the lines and, and with all the props around her and with other real actors around her. And so, you know, she, she has a, a great imagination anyway, and she's really wonderful to be with because she... She's very inventive as a kid, and she wanted to be able to do that, you know, um, on the big screen, and she was willing to work for it, you know. And um, so she was, it was delightful to take her from, from A to Z and sit with her in that movie and, um, and and see her come full circle with that. Because, you know, for kids, you know, we feel good as adults when we fulfill a dream, and it's really no different for a child. Um, the difference is we cross over a boundary into the adult land because they're doing a job that adults do and they're getting paid money that adults would make. And so, wait, wait. you know, they're crossing over into into the adult wait. world. When you Susan, think about I, unfortunately, I need to interrupt you because we do need to take a break now, but we'll... We'll take up where we left off because all of this is so interesting. I want to ask you, for example, what what happens when you take a kid out of Arizona and then they're in a, a blockbuster movie and then they go back to Arizona? If she did, I, or you know, or just her as an example. We'll we'll talk about that and more when we come back. My guest is Susie Maine. She is the co-owner of Trilogy Talent, and she is the expert on child stars and young Hollywood. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about how to make your kid a star and stay sane doing it. And the expert on helping parents do this is with us today. Her name is Susie Maines. She's the co-owner of Trilogy Talent. Of course, Susie, you're going to have... You're going to have a boatload of uh, headshots and resumes coming to you, but uh, she's the expert on child stars in young Hollywood. And before the break, um, we were talking about Laura Kessling, and who um, uh, Susie represents, and who was in the uh, current movie called Bedtime Stories. You may well have have seen that. And um, I was starting to ask before the break. You, you know, you said you discovered her in a in an acting school in Arizona, um, and I was starting to say, what about the, the child who, you know, comes from an acting school in Arizona or Iowa or Utah or anywhere, you know, especially uh, not a big city, but goes, comes into Hollywood, makes this um, a blockbuster movie, and then what? You know, I, I don't know if you felt comfortable talking about her specifically, but in general, what what happens to them? Well, I mean, I think that it's really a lot is dependent upon the parents. So, um, well, like with Laura, for example, you know, Bedtime Stories was a big blockbuster this season, and um, she did go back to Arizona, and she saw the movie with, like, 70 of her family and friends, and, you know, it was it was great fun for her, I and mean, you can imagine how fulfilling that is, but the family relocated here, so they live here in L.A., um, I have some kids, for example, I have a little boy named Trevor Gagnon who um, is a series regular on the new adventures of old Christine with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and they are from North Carolina. So what they do is they love the lifestyle in North Carolina, but they also love supporting Trevor, and he loves what he does. Um, he also just did a huge feature film that will be, you'll start seeing trailers for it next month, it's a Robert Rodriguez film who did, of course, um, um, so many very, very successful movies like Shark Boy and Lava Girl and um, um, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, it's going to be called Shorts, and he did that along with another one of my clients. And um, 
he flew to Texas to do that. So once you're in the business, you know, you can you can get get projects that take you even out of L.A. Well, um, true. I mean, I guess what I was referring to was because, you know, I treat um, a number of celebrities, adults and children. I've had some experiences with children, and it's, well, it's particularly painful when, um, you know, some of the ups and downs of Hollywood that are hard enough for adults to deal with um, can be particularly painful for children. Like, for example, um, children who are in a movie or in a television show and, and um, they go back home, and it's sort of a, well, there are problems either way or can be problems either way, whether they move to Hollywood or move to New York or move back or stay wherever they came from. Um, but a lot of times the, the children, I mean, even in L.A., you know, the kids um, who are in the entertainment industry and go to school, even when it's a private school where lots of kids are, are accomplished in various ways, there's a lot of jealousy that they have to deal with. Yes, there is a lot of jealousy um, that that they have to deal with in their schools, and um, the kids can sometimes be very cruel and very mean, but they can be very mean, you know, for other reasons as well. I mean, that's just common with um, with kids of certain ages. But but I think really what what does make it is when the child. You know, they say, well, you know, I, Mom, I, I really want to be on TV. And then all of a sudden, you know, they find themselves in L.A. and they um, all of a sudden have an expectation that every month's rent is dependent on them to book a job. And I've seen that so many times, Carol, that I can't even tell you, and it's just heartbreaking because... They see their parents crying because they didn't book the job and their friend booked the job and, um, and, you know, it, it's, it's really a hardship on kids whose parents come out. And sometimes, you know, unfortunately, and when I say you stay sane doing it, you really want to bring your kids out for the right reasons. You really want to sit down and say to your child, is this what you really want? And here's what's involved. Because some kids don't know necessarily that there's work involved with being on TV. They're saying that, and they might just be happy that, you know, put you, have, have you run a video camera in front of them and put it on TV. They don't understand. Um, you know, I have a little client that did um, a, a major feature film, and um, I got this phone call from her, you know, after the first day of work, and she's like, Susie? And I'm like, yes? And she said, there's something you forgot to tell me about making a movie. And I'm like, <laughs> What? And she said, and, well, you know, you guys all go to the movies, correct? You go to the movies, Carol. Yeah. Does it take you to see a movie? Right, like an hour and a half. Uh, yeah, that's how long she thought it was going to take to make the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're going to just say it right the first time. Everything is going to be perfect the first time. You don't know what children are thinking, so that's what she thought, and of course... She had no idea that, you know, four months later she would still be making that movie. So, you know, I think that, you know, first the first thing that parents need to realize is to really understand what the expectations are and explain to their children what it really means to work as a professional, you know, and how long it can take and that you're learning lines, um, you know. And I've had a couple of teenagers who come out and do films 
And then they're they're like, whoa, that was hard. And <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it was kind of like when little children um, watch television and think that the characters or the people are in the television box. That's right. That's exactly right. And they want to be in that television box, but they don't necessarily. Every kid that says, "Mommy, I want to be on TV." They don't necessarily mean they want to be moved out of their home, leave their other other um, parents, um, start supporting their family, you know, and paying the the rent every month and feeling this, you know, the pressure of um, of that, and then not being able to be at their school with their friends, and so and that happens, and that yeah. happens, and um, and that is uh, certainly yes, I have seen that too. How. You know, it may not be the parents, you know, some parents actually will tell you, I'm sure they've told you at the beginning that, you know, or, well, they might, some parents I'm sure are ashamed to say it out loud, but um, that is their motivation to have their child, they think they have a child who's cute or who's quirky or who, you know, is outgoing, and, and they all of a sudden they see dollar signs, especially, I guess this is even happening more in our current economy where people are sort of desperately looking around for anything that might bring them money. But what happens psychologically is that when the child starts making money and the parents become more and more dependent upon that and, in fact, give up their jobs, you know, the mother and then the father, and um, and become more dependent upon that child continuing to bring that money in, the child starts to feel as though they are not being loved for who they are, but rather um, for how much money they can bring in. It totally switches things around, and instead of, after a while, it's not so much that they're appreciative that their parents gave up their lives to make them a star, but it's that, wait a second, did mommy and daddy do that so that, you know, I could become the breadwinner for the whole family? Right, exactly. And that's why, you know, I tell people, you know, living the dream does not mean self-esteem. The two are not linked because, you know, the self-esteem really has to come from who that child is and not based upon Oh, you're so great. You just booked that series. Oh, no, now what are we going to do? Your show got canceled. Oh, no, you lost your job to Johnny, and now what? We can't be around We thought you were doing so well. What did you do in the room? And then it becomes, you know, it becomes that. <laughs> and very <it's>... good. <laughs> were you an actress also? No, I was not. It's just years of hearing this, Carol. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't have that in your bio, but like, it seems like maybe you're maybe you're hiding that or something. That was that was your um, what you did originally. You're very good. <laughs> you should you should go into acting yourself. <laughs> you're the psychiatrist. You're you, I, I'm. You're seeing the hidden the hidden Susie names exactly. <laughs> Well, but yes, to go back to, yes, it is true, exact, I mean, yes, I've seen parents do that too, and, and, um, that is kind of the downside. I mean, basically what you're saying is that, that people have to go into this for the right reasons, and parents, being the adults, are the ones who have to be honest with themselves about this. Yes, absolutely, they have to be honest with themselves, but they're usually not. They, you know, they try to hide the fact that they're actually leaving a marriage, that they were trying to find a good way, excuse to leave mm. anyway, but we all know what it is. Mm. And, um, you know, they, they try to, you know, hide the fact that, you know, they try to, a lot of people try to hide it under the fact that, oh, I'm supporting my child. Well, yeah, you know, 
the reason I do this is because I really think that kids know at a very early age what their passion is. I think they know what they're good at. And I think that when you see kids that are, you know, amazing artists at five, um, you'll watch and they'll, that's where they'll gravitate. That's where their, their life will end up. And I think that's true with acting. I see kids with instincts off the charts for acting that they are prodigies, just like a piano player or something. So. Well, yes, and that's one of the controversial points. And we will talk more about that when we get back, you know, whether to, um, how to decide whether to help your child from a really young age to follow their talent or whether to give them a normal childhood, um, so normal in, in quotes. Um, we'll come back. We need to take a break. My guest is Susie Maines. She's the co-owner of Trilogy Talent. And as you can tell, she's uh, a great manager who, who knows the business inside and out. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. What can you tell me about SkillsUSA? SkillsUSA teaches you employability skills. So you know how to deal with people, you have teamwork, your resume is going to look awesome. Well, it's important to know your technical skills, but not only that, to have soft skills, the skills of learning how to communicate with people. On the web at SkillsUSA.org. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The show today is How to Make Your Kid a Star and Stay Sane Doing It. We're getting some answers from our guest, Susie Maines. She's the co-owner of Trilogy Talent, and she is the go-to expert on child stars and young Hollywood. Before the break, we were talking about, um, well, I was starting to ask you about how parents should make the decision about whether they see their child may well have talent in acting, you know, to the extent that they can judge that and to the extent that they are being honest with themselves. I mean, they're not experts in this, but but let's say the child expresses an interest. Um, How do they decide, how should they decide uh, whether to really go gung-ho and not only get the child acting lessons and encourage the child to be in school plays, like you were saying, and, and community theater, but really to start trying to get a manager or an agent or taking them to Hollywood rather than the other side of it, wanting them to have a normal childhood um, and then later let them, you know, pursue acting? Well, I think there's, I think that's a great question. And um, I think the answer could be um, applied to sports or um, or um, anything that a, a kid would, you know, if it was, if they were, had an interest in computers or swimming or, you know, a parent can take it to uh, any level that they want. Yeah. So if a kid really has um, an interest in acting, then I think the first thing to do would be to put them in acting classes and see how they really like it once they're doing it. And then once they get a chance to be in front of an agent or manager, you know, we're going to be able to tell you whether your your kid has potential and instincts or not. I mean, I met a little boy um, a couple weeks ago who's eight, and his instincts are, like, off the charts. Um, and um, I sent him out on one audition, and it looks like he's going to book a lead in a feature film, beating out all the other eight-year-olds in town. Why? Because he was born with instincts. Hmm. His mom put him in classes, and he was sort of able to hone his craft but I really honestly believe, and you would probably know, you know, um, as much about this on, you know, another level than I do, but I think that people, people as human beings, whether they're, they're children or teens or uh, as adults, you might have had your passion pushed aside because your parents said, oh, you need to follow this path or do that. But I think as kids, people know what their paths are, and I think parents, I'm not a parent myself, but I'm speaking out on behalf of parenthood because I think that a parent's job is to encourage their child to be the best person that they are, and that means to follow a path that that works for that particular child. Like, not every kid is an academic kid. Um, You know, they may need to be in a magnet school where they're really shining because they're in a world of, of, you know, people who are um, doing the things that they love to do, or they may need to be in a school that's more geared towards math and science because that's where their passion is. But I think as human beings, we all have come in here with a plan, and and our parents can help us to fulfill that plan or to sidetrack us from it. 
And so that's how I, I really feel. And then getting back to um, to whether your kids should, you know, actually do this for a living, again, I think it's a balance. You know, I think, yes, if your kid has instincts, I'm going to say to you, please let your child do this because they're going to love it. But there, there are parents that I see that keep their children doing this, but the kid's self-worth doesn't depend on it. They go, okay, I didn't get that job. One of my kids who has one of the most amazing parents ever, 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 um, his mom is just great. She, she makes sure he's prepared, he's committed, he does the best job he can on an audition, and then if he doesn't get it, they're like, okay, well, we move on. They don't get attached to the outcome, mm-hmm. whereas the kids who are damaged are those kids whose parents are just wailing because they didn't get it, and then... You know, you go into a boundary of a psycho mom, you know. And then I'll tell you, when when the parents start wanting it more than the kids and they stop um, putting the focus on giving the, the, supporting the child, but it's all about, then it becomes the parent's self-esteem that's at stake as well. And the rent. And the rent. So many parents who actually want their children to do it, um, because the parent is a frustrated actor, or act, usually it's actress, right? The stage mom, who really, um, uh, you know, it's like feels that it's too late for her to fulfill her dream of being an actress, or that she really wasn't good enough, and it didn't happen for whatever reason. And then her child becomes um, a way to live the, her dream vicariously through them, and that is another scenario where it doesn't work out well. Um, I had a. I, I remember one case in particular where the family moved out to California, to Los Angeles, um, because they had a daughter who was interested in acting, and they kind of all put, pinned their hopes, uh, particularly financially. We were talking about that before, on this daughter succeeding, and she came out here, and, and she did get a part in something. And, um, she, she, you know, she seemed to be going up the ladder when all of a sudden she started stuttering. And um, she couldn't get any more roles because whenever she would go into an audition, she would stutter. And, of course, that would be the end of that because, you know, they could, even though she might have been really a good actress, they could see the money going down the drain if they're going to have to keep retaking the scenes. And what I, um, how I treated her and analyzed, I mean, first started by analyzing the situation, it was because um, the parents, it was too much, it was all about, it became all about the parents, you know, and, and not really about her. And there was, they were putting so much pressure on her to keep succeeding and to go ever higher that this was her unconscious way of um, sabotaging this. You know, she just wanted to be loved for her, and, and the parents had totally lost sight of that. She had, a few, uh, I think, two uh, siblings, and they were all living together in a very small apartment, and it, it had just become a nightmare. Yes, and that that is, that is not um, an isolated incident. It really isn't. And I think when the parents do put too much pressure... You know, their kids are either going to break or they're going to find a way to to break that pattern. And, um, you know, I have kids that I worry about now because the parents put, you know, so much pressure on them, you know, to to, uh, book a job. And um, the kids, you know, in show business, you have to think about this, Carol, is that, you know, they have to keep proving themselves even more than adults do because 
they change. Mm. So, you know, oh, you beautiful doll, one minute, and then, ooh, what happened? They got chubby. Oh, look at her teeth. Oh, my God. And so all of a sudden, you have a kid that's, like, perfectly adorable and fabulous and fabulously gorgeous, and then all of a sudden, they're chubby and, and have glasses, and they're, they're a little odd-looking, and then they, they might shoot up again, but they have to continue to prove themselves in this business. So if their self-worth depends, they're... It's like a roller coaster ride emotionally that is, you know, is hard to take. So really and truly, you parents out there, you know, support your children, but also make sure that they're feeling, you know, that who they are is what matters and not what they do. You know, you encourage a good work ethic, but it's also knowing that who they are, that they're loved unconditionally for who they are. And I think a lot of parents lose sight of that, like you said, Carol. Now, when you're deciding whether to take someone on as a client, um, a child, uh, do you just, do you sometimes turn children down or not accept them as clients, not because, uh, even though they seem to show a lot of promise, but because their parents seem like nightmares? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, there's a, I'm not going to name names, but there was a, there's a very well-known little girl who had done a very you know, big movie, this was years ago, and they came to me for representation, and the parents were such nightmares that um, you could just tell that their whole life was, it was just overwhelming. And um, and uh, I didn't take the little girl, and then, you know, it, it went on to become a big tragedy, and and um, so, yes, we try really hard to not get those moms, but sometimes they slip in and then, you know, there's there's trouble. But, I mean, some of these moms just are, like, over-the-top um, psycho. I mean, I, I can tell you, once I was at an audition, this was uh, uh, a few years ago, but for a dog food commercial with one of my clients, and... The storyline of the commercial involved having this big Irish setter come running over to this little boy and lick him all over the face. Mm -hmm. So the breakdown for the commercial specified that the actor, the the little boy that was chosen for the role, had to really love dogs and work well with animals. So in that waiting room, you know, of course it was filled with little boys, all like six to seven years old, and all wanting to be that little boy. Right. And, of course, you can make a lot of money on commercials, FYI. I think everyone knows that. So, anyway, I, I was in the room with one of my clients for, for some reason or another, and I, I left the waiting room to go and use the bathroom. So I was in my little stall in the bathroom, and one of the moms came in with her little son, and what I overheard her say that day, I will never forget, and um, remember that when I tell you this, that these are her words, not mine. Yeah. But said, oh, oh, God. It's a cliffhanger, folks. Oh. <laughs> well, stay tuned. I'm sure we all want to know what that mother said to her little boy in the bathroom. <laughs> all right. Make it a fast commercial. I want to hear this. My guest is Susie Maines. She's the co-owner of Trilogy Talent. She's the expert on child stars in young Hollywood, as you can tell. We're talking about how to make your kid a star and stay sane doing it. And you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, with my guest Susie Maines, the expert on child stars in young Hollywood who is um, started telling us a story <laughs> that we want to know the conclusion to. Why don't you just sort of summarize what you said and then then, then give us the punchline. Okay, well, I guess I was, you know, we were highlighting that, you know, some moms take it to another level entirely and how it's important not to be a psycho mom and really, you know, be balanced. And I was telling the story about an audition that I was, that I um, went to for some reason with one of my clients for a dog food commercial, and the, the storyline involved this Irish setter who um, would come running over to this little boy and just lick him all over the face. So there was a whole waiting room of little boys that, you know, were like six to seven years old, and um, I left the waiting room and went into the bathroom, and I was in one of the stalls, and... Um, I'm honestly, Carol, I'll never forget what I heard this mom tell her little boy that day. And basically what she said was, and I have to remind you that this is her words, not mine. She said, I can't even say it, it's a wobble. She said, stick your finger up your ass and then rub it all over your face because that will make the dog go crazy for you. Now, the audition lasted less than an hour, but that, poor kid had to go through life with that mother. Oh, my so, God. 
I will tell you, unbelievable. Whether he got the commercial or not, I never even wanted to find out because that was just, you know, you, so, you, you know, parents can certainly take it to a low. And so they don't call them, you know, stage mothers and fathers don't have the bad name for nothing. They, it, it, they actually exist. But here's what's important, important, important. So every bad story, there's fabulous parents out there yeah. that are in, their children that are have a are having a beautiful experience doing what they love to do, and they're getting the perks of show business, and they're able to really make a difference in the world because they can give to charities and they can actually their opinion matters and they can speak out um, to to help um, animals or children and and um, they are having the most fun of their lives because they get to enact fantasies and they get to do what's in their heart and their they're, you know, they're, they're living their lives the way they're supposed to, and the parents are supporting them, and they're taking them down the right path. And that is, that is huge. It's just really understanding that, you know, you want to be a good parent and not make that this, the self-esteem equivalent with living the dream of being an actor. And that's what I'm trying to, to tell you makes the child and the parents you know, sane and enjoy the ups and downs because the tide comes in and the tide goes out, and that's that's in everyone's life, and it's really, um, you know, in a little microscope in, in show business because everything is really big. The stakes are really high, you know, yeah. and and so you, you you know you go really really up and you have real 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 downs, and you have to be able to learn at an early age to deal with that. Yes, and so it's really the parents who are the most balanced who and who recognize that how important it is to keep the child grounded that are able to roll with the punches and, and not damage the child but take full advantage of it, like you were saying, being able to make money and, and um, be a spokesperson for charity and give to charity and all of that. Uh, you must be, it sounds like, um, besides being a manager, you're like a psychologist with these kids and families. Yes, yes. I might need to call you from time to time, Carol, now that we're friends. Yes, it, I mean, I, I'm sure they really uh, depend upon you, and it's hard because at least I have the, you know, I, I have that title. So if I say things that, uh, you know, I mean, they're 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 ready to um, to hear these kinds of things from me, but you have to couch it in ways that. Um, you know, you want to keep them as clients, but you also want to look out for them, and and they don't necessarily expect this kind of stuff from you, so it must be even harder. Oh, thank you, Carol. You're just wonderful. I feel like I'm lying on the couch. <laughs> but tell me, oh, I was starting to say to you during the break, I hope you're um, writing all of this stuff down um, for to to do a book. I mean, are you planning on doing a book? Yes, I think I, I think I will do a book. I had some encouragement from, um, from a couple people, so I, I, I have a great idea. I think, um, the idea would be to, you know, share some of this knowledge so that people can, you know, really go about it in the right way. And, um, and, uh, I think some of the, the stories that I've, um, that I've heard and that I've been a part party to over the years um, would not only be fascinating reading, but I think you know there's lessons to be learned yes. from those things too. Yes, I like the right reading. way and the wrong way. And let me mention now that um, Susie is the host of a new DVD set that's called Life in the Spotlight, 
and mm-hmm. is working in showbiz. And you can um, find out more about that and get it at your kid in showbiz.com. Kid is singular. Your kid in showbiz.com. So you can find out more about this. Um, you know, one of the things that we should touch on is is how even with everything going perfectly, um, and you started to mention this before, one part of this, that, that how kids change and so on. But in addition to that, it's like we we sort of fall in love with these kids as kids. And even if they stay cute, <laughs> you know, or don't get into drugs or alcohol or promiscuity, um, it's hard for the public to still appreciate child actors when they grow up, regardless of how talented they are. Yes, it's a really great point, Carol, because um, when kids, sometimes kids do it and then they say, oh, they, they, they've socked away some money and now they've decided that they want to um, uh, become a veterinarian or become a doctor or become, um, you know, something completely different than showbiz. And other times they want to continue to be an actor because they really love the work and the craft. And when that happens... Um, it's very important that, um, that the projects that we choose for them to do are going to constantly showcase them at the age in which they are and lead them into more and more adult roles. Mm. And so that is where, you know, the expertise, and you can't always handpick a film that's going to do that successfully because sometimes you can pick a film and, and you know, the writer's great, the director's great, the distributor's great, and then for some reason it just doesn't pull off. And so then, you know, that actress is criticized at that, you know, point. But mm-hmm. it's, it's important to try your best to find those roles so that they can keep transitioning. Um, you know, Dakota Fanning is, is making that transition. And, you know, it hasn't been completely easy for her, but because she's a good actress and she likes working, you know, and her family, um, you know, as I understand it, is really, you know, quite amazing and wonderful, you know, she she keeps doing it because she loves the craft of it, but she has a very well-balanced home life, so she's not affected by it, um, and I think that that is going to help her to um, continue to be an actress as an adult. Yes, and, and, and that's a good point. That's a lot has to do with um, the managing of them, as you said, making making that transition, and I think, um, you know, like when television started, I don't think um, I don't think that's the way it was because there are so many um, child actors from you know years ago, uh, even even not all the way back to when it began. Even I mean I guess um, I guess even to today, depending upon who they're being managed by and what the story is, but. Um, but yes, that's part of a good manager, which you obviously are. So I'd like to thank you again. Um, my guest was Susie Maines, the co-owner of Trilogy Talent, and um, obviously an expert on showbiz and children and how to get ahead. And I hope that um, if you've been listening and thinking about getting your child into showbiz, that uh, certainly we've helped you to think about some of these pros and cons. And, and again, you can go to the website, yourkidinshowbiz.com, to find the DVD set that Susie hosts. And that's called Life in the Spotlight, Kids Working in Showbiz. 
So thank you, thank you, Susie. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.